0: Flyover Politics Podcast,
1: the show for normal Americans from this undisclosed bunker. Here's your host, Tony Reed.
2: I will say is that I do think that um, the Biden administration and President Biden has definitely exceeded expectations that progressives had. Uh, How is eating meat racist? I'll gladly tell you, looks like we've got an oppressor on our hands. So during slavery times, slaves did not get to eat the same things as their masters. They get the scraps that no one wanted, chitterlings. Now that black people have overcome slavery, they developed a rich barbecue culture to make up for all the meat-eating that they lost out on. So when you go to the store and you buy a piece of meat as a white person, you are actively taking away a piece of meat that could be being enjoyed by a survivor of ancestral slavery. Eating meat is not only racist, but it's also anti-Semitic. During the Holocaust, Jews did not get to eat meat in labor camps. They ate potato soup which would spill on their bodies, burning them and giving them infections. Now, Jew survivors eat a lot of meat, brisket. Just let them have that. Stop appropriating everything. No, oh, I already
3: told you
4: that. I already asked your driver's license and your ID. All right,
3: take care of me. I'll take you, i give you my sub. Take care of me, I got you.
5: You gotta make sure they don't pull off before them and I'll put all the money.
3: They're not going anywhere right
5: now. You going to take me with them though, right?
3: Listen to me. We're gonna do this one step at a time. Alright?
6: Okay. Can I get my phone first? No.
7: Right now,
3: I want your ID
6: and your driver's license. Okay? I
3: can't do that. Uh, the, the, only re- the only reason... The only, don't catch hey, up. I'm, I'm tensing up. Don't catch up. Don't tense up.
5: What is Okay. You're not
4: gonna be yeah. it. You're not gonna get it. Stop resisting.
5: Stop. Stop resisting. Stop. 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 Get it. But I'm telling you if you do that, that's not gonna be good. Stop. It's not gonna be good for you. I'm telling you. Stop. No, I ran off budget, bro. I'm killing it. I just wanna talk to you. I won't move. I won't go nowhere. I just, I just want to talk it. to you. We got this one. Give me your right, give me your, uh, give me your left arm. I am want to to you, bro. We're going to. Stop let go of my Give me your left arm you're going to get I don't like this Give me your left arm! Bro, resisting! Bro, I've been abused by
8: the police so much because I'm black! When I call Gretchen, I need y'all IDs and background numbers I told y'all already, yep. I will sit here and give y'all my shit. If y'all yeah. fucking want me, sit
5: up. That's all i says. I I with the
9: Our first guest this evening, Bjorn Lomborg, president of the Copenhagen Consensus, estimates that Biden's new plans would reduce warming, get this, reduce warming by the end of the century by 0.07 degrees Fahrenheit. OK? That's it. It'd go from 7.2 degrees Fahrenheit to 7.13 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Ain't much. Biden says it'll make America more prosperous. Mr. Lomborg says that is implausible. All right. I'm with Lomborg, 100 percent, besides wrecked burgers, steaks, beef, poultry, fish, and who knows what else. So now we could all have lettuce for breakfast in the morning. It turns out that 80 percent of the population still prefers non-electric cars. And of course, China is not going to play with these parrot climate targets.
10: And welcome back to Fly Over Politic Podcast. It's the 27th of April, Year of Our Lord, 2021. Ah, that's a good info. Intro. I mean, what the fucking fuck? I love the look on her face. The sanctimonious. Oh, oppressors. And then you have the video, of course, of the damn rep. Preceded all by AOC saying the words that sum up. Everything, and I point at never Trumpers. Once again, oh, he's a moderate. No, no, no. He's a guy that got the hookup to become president of the United States for the person the media wanted more than anything, Harris, but the voters didn't want. And then, of course, Cudlow with a expert on the subject that I, you know, I didn't play the expert, but he goes on to say. It's not really going to affect... I did this for the wife. The wife says that she doesn't want to see my spit. So I'm spitting in a cup. Better? Yeah. But basically... His plan affects the climate very little. But it destroys the economy. And I've seen so much on... You know... freaking the rights losing their shit. And Jake Tapper had a tweet that i thought was just precious that the the right the red meat for the right and i i have it i think i downloaded it i'm waiting to see if it'll come in here we go um cuz this is an ad hoc today so uh, i'm going to play this cuz then i really want to talk about this uh red meat for the right concept really quick
11: it's still got that new set smell. I'm Jake Tapper and this is The Lead. The national lead, health crusader or meddling nanny? New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg today announced another controversial proposal and he'll- Welcome to The Lead, I'm Jake Tapper. This hour, the family says it was an execution after they were shown just 20 seconds of the video in which Andrew Brown Jr. was killed by police. Hospitals in India running out of oxygen for COVID patients, the worldwide push to get help, plus the brutality against pro-democracy demonstrators in Myanmar. CNN talked to a soldier who defected after being horrified by what he saw. But first, leading this hour, the GOP gone wild, and that's our politics lead today. Republicans across the country embracing conspiracy theories, from enabling the former president's election fraud lies, to red meat lies to the base
12: about Red meat. We're not going to be here for much long because of the climate crisis. We only have a few months left. I love that you support the Green Deal, but it's not getting—you know—getting rid of fossil fuel is not going to solve the problem fast enough. A Swedish professor saying, "You know, we can eat dead, dead people, but that's not fast enough." So I think your next uh, campaign slogan has to be this: We got to start eating babies. We don't have enough time. There's too much CO2. All of you, you're, you, you know, you're pollutant. Too much CO2. We have to start now, please. You are so great. I'm so happy that you're really supporting the Green deal. But it's not enough. You know, even if we would bomb Russia, we still have too many people, too much pollution. So we have to get rid the babies that's a big problem just stopping having babies is not enough we need to eat the babies
10: we need to eat the babies they tried to play it off as a stunt but that lady was actually a climate activist so back to our intro State Rep. Jewel Jones was eventually taken to the ground. His stun gun was used twice, and then pepper spray as officers attempted to get him into handcuffs. Court report, which was obtained by the Detroit News, it's only because he's black that we really care about this. 911 call came in pouring Democrat state representative black Chevy Tahoe sped down I-96 for almost 50 miles. The vehicle with vanity plate elected was driving so recklessly at least one person saw it go the wrong way before rolling in. I mean, this was a huge thing. Except in our media. We we didn't, yeah, we didn't cover that. And then this broke from Scott Pressler on... Ch- hey
7: everybody, this is Scott Pressler. I'm here in Cheyenne, Wyoming. But boy, do I have a juicy story for you. Listen up, this is really good. Okay, so I just taught a training on voter registration, how to run for office, election integrity. And as soon as I was done, a Republican woman invited me to speak to her group that was having an additional meeting afterwards. And of course, I wasn't going to miss that opportunity. So I came over and introduced myself for those ladies who hadn't heard of me before, explained who I am, what my goals are, and that I'm here to repeal and replace Liz Cheney. At that exact moment that I said that, a Liz Cheney staffer popped up out her seat walked over from the table to me in front of all the ladies there and introduced herself as a Liz Cheney staffer and then proceeded to sit down it was very awkward and it was very hostile and I think it was in an effort to try to intimidate me but I don't back down and so I took a moment and in a very tempered response I explained, I'm here to repeal and replace Liz Cheney because Cheney votes for endless wars and wants to keep our troops in Afghanistan, not bring them home. I said, I'm here to repeal and replace Liz Cheney because she spreads New York Times propaganda that's been debunked, by the way. And I'm here to repeal and replace Liz Cheney because she betrayed her oath to the Constitution and betrayed the very constituents that put trust in her and elected her into office. And that's why I'm here to repeal and replace her. And I looked at all the ladies in the eye, and especially that Liz Cheney staffer. I want to make it clear, guys, I love our country. I really do. And I love the Republican Party because we stand for freedom and liberty and choice. But I'm also here to make sure that we are electing true conservative constitutionalists when we vote to elect them into positions of power. And that's why I'm traveling the country, going to Illinois 16th District to repeal and replace Adam Kinzinger, going into Wyoming to repeal and replace Liz Cheney. I just want to make it clear that I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm not going to let anybody stand in my way. And I'm going to continue to fight with you. And I promise I'm coming back to Wyoming in 2022.
10: New York Post. New York Times, WAPO, everybody's Liz Cheney not ruling out 2024 presidential run. Maybe the Never Trumpers like her, but nobody's voting for her. Nobody is going to vote for her. Liz Cheney as a presidential candidate means four more years of Democrats. She is not the future it's not what conservatives, conservatives, not the elite conservatives, you educated, important, ever Trumpers. Normal conservatives do not like Liz Cheney. I don't know anybody likes Liz Cheney. I understand you got principles and stuff, but when you become more part of the resistance than the Republican Party because you don't like a president, you have now just become a Democrat. And that's all she is. Getting up and grandstanding about, oh, it's so important. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. You're a Democrat. Just go be a Democrat. Biden will give his first speech to Congress in an empty chamber, which I I just don't understand why all this is okay. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. We got a segment we'll do after the Oscars of his approval rating, which is just a fucking joke I I just don't understand. I I I don't understand. I don't understand. This would not be acceptable if it was Trump. Everything he gets away with you couldn't do under Trump. The man Literally, I mean, here's just some quick hits since we're in cliff notes. Um, where was that? Let me try to find it. Do, 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 Oscar, 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 uh, I can't find the damn time timeline of it. But it was reported, or the, the article on it, it was reported Biden and Kamala have not gone to a single COVID meeting with governors. Not a single one. Their whole election tra- strategy was Trump killed 500,000 people and didn't care about it. It's so important. He is the only world leader, which they say they did it because uh, they were sending a signal that showed up with a mask. He's vaccinated, wears two masks, social distance, won't want people in his office, which makes me think he didn't get vaccinated. And it's so important. That's why we were told not to vote for him. Trump isn't taking this seriously. He's killed 500,000 people. But they don't even show up for the meetings. Because it's just kabuki theater. And then this shit comes in. And I hope I have a picture of it. No, nah, that's not it. Mm, let's try to get to the picture. Oh, where the hell is it? I got everything. Everything is out of order today. I'm all fucked up. Here we go. This was found this week on the border in swag bags. Now, first and foremost, let's talk about the concept that somebody illegally comes to our country and they get a swag bag like it's a fucking Oscars. That's pretty fucked up to begin with. But how was her book in there? And there was no media push. I mean, if Trump put it the art of the deal in anything, it would be an ethics violation. But they're playing it off that it wasn't them. It was some local organizers did it. We have nothing to do with it. And let's not even talk about what my wife nailed on it. It's not even in Spanish. How the fuck they going to read it? But yeah, we're brainwashing our little kids just like Disney does with PSAs about how awesome Kamala is. A person who couldn't even get elected by Democrats. They didn't even want her. Yeah. Good shit. This is just good shit. We're just we're just hip deep and good shit. It's good shit all the time. Good, 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 good shit. So let's talk about the overriding thing. And I don't have a segment on today because I'm trying to give it a break. But I do have some sound bites to play. NYPD. Officers leaving in droves. 75% increase in quitting or retiring in 2020. A family friend. 100 people in a local police department have already quit. Not retired. Just quit. Just young guys. Here's my shit. I'm done. I'm out. I'm not playing this anymore. But the overriding thing in our jerk-off of the week is that we keep bringing people on to dog cops, regardless of data, regardless of what black people want, regardless of everybody on the planet knows this is all bullshit, and they keep saying this. I a politics. The media jerk off of the week.
1: So hot. I think it's so you know laudable that each of you did not choose to use your platforms as merely a form of escapism for the nation to turn their eyes away. It was an opportunity for you, as you talk about, to shine that light, to hold the magnifying and a mirror up. And NECA, I mean, what do you say to people who think that athletes should just stay away from politics? This is not your lane.
13: You know, um, I got asked this question last year in the bubble. And quite frankly, athletes wish that they could just play, but we can't, you know? We're not just players, we're citizens as well. We're members of our communities and um, we would be remiss not to use our platforms. I know in the W we've really seen a
1: a big turning point with how we were able to use our platforms for change. So Donovan, I'm gonna give you the last word here. You know, I've, I've gotta ask, what is it like to be so revered as an athlete? I mean, people all over the country are wearing your jersey and singing praises. And then when you leave the court, You have just as much of a chance as any other black man of having a routine traffic stop escalate in something that could be deadly.
10: Um, You know, it's 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 the reality, you know, and um, I think the the, the craziest part about it. I've been pulled over um, while in the NBA and, you know, I have a pretty loud car, um, colorful, um, definitely a car that's not you know, with the music blaring and, you know, I got pulled over in a neighborhood, a cop I thought
14: I shouldn't be in. And, you know, it was very aggressive, you know, kind of like,
4: what are you doing here? Are you sure you're going home? Said to him, I'm heading home. And it wasn't until I gave him my license that his cold demeanor changed.
15: According to a Harvard study, blacks in America are three times more likely than whites to be killed by police. Nicole
11: Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project, says what we're seeing now
16: has a disturbing
9: link to the past.
16: In certain parts of the country, modern policing has direct lineage to the slave patrols. The slave patrols deputized white Americans to stop, to question, to search any black person who was walking about to ensure that enslaved people were not escaping or going in places where they weren't supposed to be. I really think that it is difficult to reform an institution that in many ways uh, is, is doing the exact function that it was.
1: Well, in the first weeks of the Biden administration, state Republicans across the country united around an effort to place hurdles in front of the right to vote, a right enshrined in the Constitution, and that was all based on lies about voter fraud. Now they're coalescing around another project, GOP legislatures are pushing new laws aimed at protesting, another right enshrined in the Constitution. And it's all based on the false narrative that Black Lives Matter protests last year left cities in ruins, that the protesters did that. But first, let's look at the facts. Let's analyze this. Uh, This is according to the Washington Post. This is data that showed from last summer's BLM protests 96% of the protests involved zero property damage, and zero police injuries. Police used tear gas or chemicals in just 2.5% of protests, and the majority of the violence that did take place was directed against BLM protesters. Again, this is according to the Washington Post and data that it had analyzed. But under the guise of anti-rioting and anti-looting, GOP lawmakers in 34 states have introduced 81 anti-protest bills this year, according to the New York Times. The harshest example.
17: Um, they're talking about getting convicted of unlawful assembly. And, and you know, there are a lot of my, lot, maybe not my viewers, but a lot of people in America who would say, well, if, you, if you're, you're conducting unlawful assembly, you should be in trouble, except so many of our lawmakers, so many of the people who changed the unjust laws in this country did so uh, through unlawful assembly, including Martin Luther King. Uh, the, the concept of riots, which are determined locally by police, um, you could get stuck by just showing up in something that someone decided was a riot.
15: Look, I I think the thing we have to to be clear about is that the GOP has abdicated their investment in governing. They're not giving us any semblance anymore that they care about rights or protection of rights or humanity. They are engaged in a brazen, um, you know, sort of consolidation of white power. That is what this is all about. Appeals to truth, to justice, to notions of rights. Don't compel them anymore because they see a country being taken away from them. They see a country moving too fast. They see a country becoming too inclusive. And so they're trying to consolidate power. The second thing is that uh, one of the the sort of hallmarks of white supremacy is that it always values property over life. And so when you see these kinds of, you know, perverse bills that say you must protect your monuments or you can't get state funding, that's actually part and parcel of how uh, white supremacists have thought about what it means to be a part of the body politic, that these are the same people who turned people into property. uh, And so certainly they have always cared more about their, about property than about life. Um, And so you know, I think we should stop uh, trying to figure out where the moral compass is or what they're trying.
18: Um, In a rare bipartisan vote, the Senate overwhelmingly passed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act. The bill is aimed at curbing the rise in anti-Asian hate that have spiked since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, crimes against Asians. The Senate passed the bill in a sweeping 94 to 1 vote. The bill now heads to the House. The lone senator to vote against the legislation was Republican Josh Hawley of Missouri. He explained his decision not to back the bill in a statement that reads, quote, it's too broad. As a former prosecutor, my view is it's dangerous to simply give the federal government open-ended authority to define a whole new class of federal hate crime incidents. I guess I need to understand more what Josh Hawley is talking about. Matt, can you explain um, what too broad at this point would mean? He was the only senator to vote against a bill trying to stop Asian hate crimes. It seems like a no-brainer, and 94 others felt that way.
6: Right, Mika. I mean, to put it in context, Ted Cruz thought this was a good idea Uh, or was persuaded to ultimately with amendments. Tom Cotton thought this was worth voting for. So uh, these are pretty conservative Republicans uh, who voted for it. Josh Hawley did not. And look, I think this has more to do with the fact that he is staking out this kind of one man, nobody to the
11: right of me turf.
5: So now what? Chauvin is headed to jail. But is America headed to justice? Is justice convicting a police officer? Or is justice convicting America? When tens of millions of Americans after Floyd's murder last year took to the streets of nearly every American town, we were convicting America. Since 2013, more than 1,000 people have died at the hands of police, many of them mentally ill many of them during traffic stops, like Dante Wright. Since the Chauvin trial began on March 29th, more than three people per day have been killed by law enforcement, many of them black and Latino and young, like Adam Toledo. It is easy to just blame individual officers like Derek Chauvin, but the problem is structural. The problem is historic. The problem is every single American who sees George Floyd and Breonna Taylor as dangerous rather than the policy. There is no reason but to start
10: problems and more division in America in playing that. that. That's why you're doing it. It's nonstop. They keep on trotting out Kendi X over and over and over. And it's just tiresome. I mean, it's just tiresome. When will the media take responsibility for their actions and stop playing this stuff? Nobody's for it, which is why I think they keep doing it it is over and over repetition trying to brainwash the masses think like us vote left cops are evil and it's so easy to make that statement when you're surrounded by guns protected all the time this administration is so such the antithesis to america This happened this week, and our media just ignored it.
6: Breaking tonight what could be a major breach of national security and international relations at the hands of former Secretary of State, current climate advisor John Kerry. It involves what Kerry told an Iranian official about Israel's involvement in attacks on the Islamic Republic's armed forces inside Syria. Democrats are dismissing any controversy. Republicans, as you can imagine, are not. State Department correspondent Rich Edson has tonight's top story from the State Department. Good evening, Rich. Now, good evening, Brett. And Republicans say they want an investigation. Some are even calling for former Secretary Kerry's resignation, all in response to claims from Iran's foreign minister in a conversation leaked right in the middle of negotiations over the Iran nuclear deal. A leaked discussion with Iran's chief diplomat reveals just how powerful Iran's military is and what John Kerry was saying about one of America's closest allies. Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif claims, quote, it was former U.S. Foreign Secretary John Kerry who told me Israel had launched more than 200 attacks on Iranian forces in Syria. The Israeli government had no comment on Zarif's claim. The State Department pointed to reports where the Israeli government publicly confirmed the strikes. I uh, can't speak to the accuracy of it, can't speak to any motives uh, that may be behind uh, its dissemination. Uh, I would just make the broad point that if you go back and look at press reporting from the time. Uh, this certainly was not secret. It's unclear if Zarif mentions when Kerry may have told him this information. Congressman Michael McCall the top Republican on the House Foreign Affairs Committee says quote, if true, this reporting is incredibly concerning. Relaying sensitive information to the number one state sponsor of terrorism is just unfathomable. Our security partnership in the region is, is based on uh, the unshakable trust between the United States and Israel. We need to maintain that, and um, um, you know, sharing sensitive information like this, if it happened, um, could, could really strike at the heart of the bilateral relationship. The three-hour taped conversation between Zarif and an Iranian journalist leaked to the London-based news outlet Iran International they and the New York Times. Fox News has not independently verified the recorded discussion. It comes as the U.S. and Iran resume tense negotiations to try to resuscitate the 2015 nuclear agreement. Iran's foreign ministry says officials there are investigating the leak. An absolutely illegal matter has happened. In the conversation, Zarif gripes about Quds Force commander Qasem Soleimani for undermining his diplomatic efforts, even traveling to Moscow to work with the Russians to sabotage the 2015 nuclear deal. A U.S airstrike last year killed Soleimani. Zarif called it a major blow. Mike Pompeo was secretary of state then. He tweeted, quote, our administration's exquisite strike on Qasem Soleimani had a massive impact on Iran and the Middle East. You don't have to take my word for it. Ask Javad Zarif. President Biden still thinks it was a mistake. The State Department says this week the U.S. will begin a third round of negotiations to try to revive that 2015 nuclear agreement. A senior State Department official says there has been progress, though there needs to be much more to reach a deal. Brett? You know, Rich, there are many statements coming from Republicans in various positions up on Capitol Hill about this. The State Department saying it's no big deal because those attacks were in the press. But it's one thing to read it in the New York Times and another thing to get a call from the former Secretary of State telling you that's in fact what's happening. And you also don't know what the timing of this all is, Brett. The State Department really not wanting to comment on any of this, just other than that line that you heard from the spokesperson there. But it's still unclear when the former Secretary of State, if he did indeed tell the Iranians this, when he did tell them that.
10: So let me get this straight, and let's go back to FOP News. So we had a guy who drove the bus. And wrote fiction novels, come up with a anti-Semitic plan for Iran. We, in the heat of the night, sent pallets of cash to a government that financed the IEDs that killed Americans. We went around Congress and doing it. So we basically broke the Constitution. And said policy accomplished nothing to stop their goals of making a nuclear bomb and enriching uranium and all that stuff. The next president gets us out of it because they are the leading source of all terrorism on the world, financially, period. This administration gets into it, won't even, or gets back into it, won't even talk to the leader of Israel himself. He has the co-president do it. And now we find out that the Secretary of State at the time basically dimed out the Israelis and caused more strife. Because he's anti-Semitic also. Now, do I know he's anti-Semitic? No, but that's the game we play. If you don't, if you say anything against Israel and you're conservative, or you say anything about Jews and you're conservative, you're a fucking anti-Semitic Nazi. While black people are beating the fuck out of Hasidic Jews, Asians, everything, and we just keep talking about those white people. Mm. We got to fix those white people. The elite class in our country are hot garbage. And before I play it, I'm just gonna get in to the ratings. The lowest average all time, nine point eight five million idiots tuned into the Academy Awards, fifty-eight percent down from last year, which can be true to nobody anything else to do. Frank Pilata, the 930 Academy Awards, tried to cover for last year and film with lots of intrigue, but none of that could say the Oscars are turning in the lowest telecast in show's history. Here's my story. How's all that incessant, insufferable, woke, depressing, luxury-yemed film, interview, social media, and the actual awful award show going Hollywood? Oscar ratings plummet by 58% and overall down 64% in the younger audience who really would want it. I mean, they're into this woke shit. They were so sure that the guy who did a Black Panther was going to get an award. The Oscars were so sure that Chadwick Boseman was going to win that they rearranged the entire ceremony so his category could be last, and then they gave the award to Anthony Hopkins instead. Inside the bling bag was that. They used them as a prop. A fucking prop. All because they got in trouble for cause some fucking email. But these people talking right now, especially a guy who won for something you never even heard of, I have a response from all of normal America. Go fuck yourself.
5: To Chairman Fred Hampton. Bro, man. Man, what a man. What a man. How blessed we are that we lived in a lifetime where he existed. Do you understand? Know you know what I mean? Like, thank you for your light. He was on this earth for 21 years. 21 years, and he found a way to feed kids breakfast, educate kids, give free medical care against all the odds. He showed, he showed me, he taught me, Him, Huey P. Newton. Bobby Seale, the Black Panther Party, they showed me how to love myself, and with that love, they overflowed it to the Black community and, and to other communities, and they showed us that the power of union, power of unity, that when they play divide and conquer, we say unite and ascend.
16: Ah! Oh! Live TV. Here we go. Welcome to the 93rd Oscars. Oh, Jesus, I made it. Ah, It has been quite a year, and we are still smack dab in the middle of it. We are mourning the loss of so many, and I have to be honest, if things had gone differently this past week in Minneapolis, I might have traded in my heels for marching boots. Now, I know that a lot of you people at home want to reach for your remote, when you feel like Hollywood is preaching to you. But as a mother of a black son, I know the fear that so many live with and no amount of fame or fortune changes that. Okay? And the Oscar goes to Two Distant Strangers, Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rose.
3: God
5: is so good. Hi.
16: <laughs>
5: oh. uh, uh, today, the police will kill three people. And tomorrow, the police will kill three people. And the day after that, the police will kill three people because on average, the police in America every day kill three people. Which amounts to about a thousand people a year. And those people happen to disproportionately black people. And, you know, James Baldwin once said, the most despicable thing a person can be is indifferent to other people's pain. And so I just ask that you please not be indifferent. Please don't be indifferent to our pain. Thank
14: you. <laughs> Thank you. That is, uh, that's incredibly kind. Thank you so much. They only gave me a few minutes, so I, I want to say a very special thanks to Miss Viola Davis, who is nominated tonight in doing this. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. To uh, the Board of Governors, especially to Whoopi Goldberg, Ava. You know, when I set out to help someone, uh, it is my intention to do just that. I'm not trying to do anything other than meet somebody at their humanity. Like, uh, case in point, this one time, I remember I was—maybe it was about 17 years ago, I rented this building, and we were using it for production, and I was Walk into my car one day and I see this woman coming up out of the corner of my eye and I say mm, she's homeless let me give her some money judgment I wish I had time to talk about judgment anyway I reach in my pocket and I'm about to give her the money she says excuse me sir do you have any shoes it stopped me cold because I remember being homeless and having one pair of shoes and they were bent over at the heels so i was like yeah so i took her into into the studio she was hesitant to go in but we went in we go to wardrobe and there are all these boxes and everything around the walls and fabrics and cracks of clothes so we ended up having to stand in the middle of the floor so as we're standing there wardrobe we find some shoes we help her put them on i stand up i'm waiting for her to look up and all this time she's looking down she finally looks up she's got tears in her eyes she said thank you jesus my feet are off the ground. In that moment, I, I just I, I recall her saying to me, I thought you would hate me for asking. I'm like, how can I hate you when I used to be you? How can I hate you when I had a mother who grew up in a Jim Crow South in Louisiana, a rural Louisiana, right across the border from Mississippi, who at 9 or 10 years old was grieving the death of Emmett Till. As she got a little bit older, she was grieving the death of the civil rights boys and the, the little girls who were in the bombing in Alabama. She grieved all this, all these years. And I remember being a little boy and coming home, and she was at home like, what are you doing at home? You're supposed to be at work. She was in tears that day. She said there was a bomb threat, and she couldn't believe that someone wanted to blow up this place where she worked, where she took care of all these toddlers. It was the Jewish Community Center. My mother taught me to refuse hate. She taught me to refuse blanket judgment. And in this time, and with uh, all of the internet and social media and algorithms and everything that wants us to think a certain way, the 24-hour news cycle, it is my hope that all of us would teach our kids, and not only to remember, just refuse hate. Don't hate anybody. I I refuse to hate someone because they are Mexican or because they are Black or white or LBGTQ. I refuse to hate someone because they are a police officer. I refuse to hate someone because they are Asian. I would hope that we would refuse hate. And I want to take this Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award and dedicate it to anyone who wants to stand in the middle No matter what's around the wall, stand in the middle, because that's where healing happens. That's where conversation happens. That's where change happens. It happens in the middle. So anyone who wants to meet me in the middle, to refuse hate, to refuse blanket judgment, and to help lift someone's feet off the ground, this one is for you, too. God bless you, and thank you, Academy. I appreciate it. Thank you.
10: He's so right, but nobody was listening. Tavon Free Two Distant Strangers wins Best Live Action Short, and it's another race-divisive show. A guy you never heard of, just won an award in a category few care about, Live Action Short. He took time out of his accessories piece to call cops killers, without mentioning the people that killed were all, almost all armed at the time. Yeah, why would we? Oscar so woke, bludgeoned viewers with BLM propaganda. Except for Tyler perry hollywood reporter keeps diversity scorecard. well said daniel the black panther party showed me how to love myself but tyler perry won the night steve krakauer that's where the healing happens that's where conversation happens that where change happens i would like to meet tyler perry in the middle his speech was fantastic janice dean i didn't watch the oscars but tyler perry's speech was powerful beautiful and heartfelt i refuse to hate tyler perry slipping in police officers between lgbtq and Asians so yeah, they didn't like that police officers are not an oppressed group no one hates the police because of undue prejudice it's because they engage in state sanctioned violence against all of the groups tyler perry said we shouldn't hate tyler perry tried to sneak in the police officers but we wouldn't notice And they don't listen. Because they don't care. It's big business, man. This whole fucking hate cops and white people and gun owners and Christians and red states. It's big business. It's how they win their elections. And I don't blame the Oscars because they have been attacked over and over for. The fact that they just don't elect people because they're black. But it's coming. Like our schools are doing, our entertainment will do. I mean, I've covered it in nauseam on this show. Every time you put out a woke, another slave movie, the history of gays, Stonewall, gay people and black people don't even fucking watch it. Cause they just wanna be entertained too. We just wanna get away from our lives and be entertained. We don't want to be preached to. We don't want to be talked to about how fucking garbage America is. Uh, Tyler Perry was speaking for everybody, not black people. And he said it, the 24-hour news, social media. It's nonstop. They just want to keep saying America is the shithole. Not other countries. America, we're the shithole. Though record number of people are storming our border illegally, we're still a shithole. We have rampant police violence, like a bunch of goddamn KKK slave patrols going out every night lynching black people, but people of color are storming over our border. I've said it a million times. Every one of these race hustling media member cocksuckers, put them on a plane, send them in the Middle East, make them live there for a while, drink warm water, shit in a hole. And then you come back and see how fucked up America is. There there's real violence, Sunni and Shina, Shia. There there's persecution and beating people for reading books, burning little girls' faces. Yeah. That's where real prejudice is. Not the perceived words matter bullshit you faces play all the time. That has nothing to do with the world. The average American citizen is too busy trying to survive to fucking hate on another race. And if any race is hated right now, it's white people. Because you have flat out in the last year said... All white people are racist. And if you think you're not racist, you're a Nazi. I mean, what the fuck, dude? It's propagated every time this bag of farts gets on TV and runs his mouth. But you can't hear it on the mainstream media who swoons about Kamala.
13: It took Vice President Kamala Harris just a minute to recite her oath of office. But for women and girls, and especially women of color, it was a seismic moment. that both changed the
1: face and the fabric of American democracy. Every day she's in office will be historic. I think a lot of people just want to push the pause button just for a second and recognize the fact that she is certainly a trailblazer.
12: Wednesday is also the day we start addressing Kamala Harris as Madam Vice President a change that's the culmination of all she's worked for. It might seem that Kamala Harris was born for this moment in history. There are so many people who are so proud of Kamala Harris. I love the interview that she did yesterday with Jane Pauley on Sunday morning. Because at one point she was running for student government and they were saying, not your time, not your time. And she says, whenever people tell her no, she eats no for breakfast. (laughs) I like that way of thinking. She eats no for breakfast.
4: Hey, first, you hear about the Census Bureau and what the census is going to do. It's going to shift um, some of the seats in Congress. It's going to make a difference, especially for the left. The House is about to get real skinny real fast. Uh, Of course, as you know, the Census Bureau uses its data to decide how many seats uh, each state gets in the House of Representatives and their electors for the Electoral College. Biden, Democrat states or the states that he won, they are going to lose three states. Given that Democrats only have a six-vote majority in the House, three states, uh, three seats could matter, right? Few people know what is at stake better than my next guest, Michael Smirconish. Smirk, always good to see you. Uh, I want to start micro, then we'll go to macro about the the census. McCarthy um, is moving farther and farther away from the reality of where he was and what he said about January 6th. But as you've explained so brilliantly here and on your radio show and your TV show, the representation in Congress does not reflect the population of this country.
11: A Thursday will mark President Biden's 100th day in office and Americans are giving the president mostly positive marks for his job performance so far with 53% approval in a new poll. But it's Biden's handling of the coronavirus pandemic that's getting him even higher marks, nearly 70% approve in that same poll. President Biden has long said he knows he will be judged on how well he steers the US out of this pandemic crisis. CNN's Gloria Borger now takes a deeper look at his administration's push to do so and what they inherited
9: from the previous administration. From day one, it's been about urgency, overwhelm the problem, we're at war with the virus.
12: For the last hundred days, how to get vaccines into the arms of hundreds of millions of Americans and convince the hesitant to get a shot has been an immense historic undertaking and also personal for those on the front lines.
9: I'm worried that people have lost loved ones. People continue to lose loved ones. People's lives have been um, upturned. You know, this is hard and people are tired, which means that there's a tendency to let down our guard which we can't do.
13: If you had told us 100 days into President Biden's tenure that it would be open season for every adult American that wants a vaccine to be able to get one, I think we would have all said, that's really incredible.
12: A country with the highest number of confirmed deaths worldwide, now vaccinating at a speed more than four times faster than the world.
4: Progress we've made has been stunning.
12: Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed developed the vaccine.
9: It turned out to be the most significant medical discovery and manufacturing achievement in American history.
12: Nothing short of a miracle.
19: Do you realize what a dire situation we would be in if we did those vaccine trials and oh my God, they were 20% effective instead of 90 plus effective
12: operation warp speed but in the beginning the transition did not move at warp speed
6: you know, we won Georgia.
12: president Trump was preoccupied with finding votes not shots
19: there was much more of a concentration of the president on re-election and a dissociation from the fact that we were having an epidemic I was somewhat critical
12: and governors were left wondering who would be running the show
11: I raised the issue to, to Mike Pence several times about hey you know, regardless of whatever stuff the President is saying, we've got this vaccine thing that we've got to make sure that these guys know what's going on as soon as they get up. You know, and he assured me that that was going to be the case.
12: And then...
9: There was no plan to get shots into arms.
12: No plan?
9: There was no plan. It was Early doses of Moderna and Pfizer were being drop shipped to states, and there were just not enough places for people to get vaccinated.
12: They say that you were using their playbook on vaccine distribution.
9: I just think that's just not true. I have to say it's frustrating when they spend all of their time disparaging what we did. They say we didn't have a plan. Yeah. We had 65 plans.
12: Localized, not centralized.
9: We have the fundamental belief that local leaders understood their counties, their townships, their states, their islands at a greater level of detail than we ever could. It's complicated. There
19: was not really a well-articulated long-range playbook to get the vast majority of the people vaccinated. That's where I think the full court press of the Biden administration really, really stepped up to the plate and did it well. Congratulations, Mr. President.
12: The new president inherited a surging pandemic, more than 3,000 deaths a day, only about 15 million vaccinated.
11: The very beginning, the frustration was Huge demand and no supply. We need to get it, don't we? And so the anger and frustration everywhere across the country was, why can't I get a, an appointment for a vaccine?
12: Biden became the national vaccine pitchman, setting targets.
9: He ultimately decides.
12: And announcing every milestone himself, eager to show any momentum, starting with what looked like an attainable goal.
4: 100 million shots in the first hundred days.
11: We were already doing more than a million a day at that point, so if he did absolutely nothing, we would have done 100 million in the first hundred days, even if he didn't show up.
12: But he did show up repeatedly
9: 100 million more Moderna Pfizer John we have newly released
20: numbers this morning from an ABC News Washington Post poll look at this 52 percent of Americans approve of Joe Biden's work in office as he approaches the 100 day mark that is 10 points higher than Donald Trump at this point in his presidency but 17 points lower than Barack Obama so let's bring in our ABC News political director Rick Klein Rick good morning what's your take on these top line numbers from the poll Dan, President Biden's political honeymoon appears to be ending. If it was even there in the first place, what is so striking here is you can at the same time say... President Biden is in so much stronger position than his predecessor, but so much weaker than almost everyone else that we've seen at this point in the presidency. And the easiest culprit to blame here is partisanship. We've never before seen in polling, not even 100 days in, in the Trump administration, uh, partisan divides dominate the, the approval of a president or disapproval of a president like we are right now for President Biden. And that, of course, is problematic for a president who promised unity, has talked about bipartisanship, and has talked about Republican support that he sees out there in the country for his policy initiatives. You're starting to see that slip away. And for a president now at 100 days who's going to give that big speech on Wednesday, his opportunity to sort of reset his presidency, there aren't a lot of numbers here that suggest that the, the country writ large, Republicans as well as Democrats, are embracing what Biden is trying to do. Well, let me just follow up on that, because if we dig deeper into the numbers, we see that while President Biden gets reasonably high marks for his handling of the pandemic at 64%, the numbers drop quite dramatically when it comes to his two trillion dollar stimulus plan as well as his work on immigration the situation at the southern border so do you think he can turn that around it's, it sounds like you were saying no That's the central challenge that he faces right now for this next phase of his administration. Uh, Look, for for the view of a lot of folks at the White House, a lot of Democrats, even many Republicans, if you don't get COVID right, then there's no sense trying to do anything else. That is the biggest thing. So if you can get that under control, then you have the opportunity to build on that. But we see in this poll deep skepticism about whether Biden is trying to grow government too large, too fast. A lot of concern about some of the the scope of his programs and uh, some mixed message. Two-to-one margin, Americans say they want President Biden to make major concessions to try to get Republicans on board, but of course, no Republicans voted for that COVID bill.
10: Per usual, compare it to Trump, <clears throat> try to make it what it isn't. It's it's horrible. His, his approval rating on a weighted poll is still very low. But if you compare it to Trump, he looks like a fucking rock star. The part with uh, Cuomo in there... Five out of seven new seats go to red states after reapportionment because of the census. And breaking news, red states have gained five of seven new seats in Congress after reapportionment based on 2020 census. Texas gained two seats, while North Carolina, Florida, Montana gained one seat. Oregon, Colorado also gained one seat. States gaining seats and reapportionment Texas, two North Carolina, one Colorado, Oregon, Montana, Florida, one. States losing seats California, New York, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Do the fucking math. Do the math. Liberal media, 100 days swoon over Kamala. It took Vice President just a minute to recite her oath. Every day she's in office will be historic, Chanel Jones. Sunday morning, Jane Pauly. Wednesday's all day we start addressing Camilla Harris as Madam Vice President. We love her, but the people didn't. Biden's approval failed to beat margin of error. in ABC poll network's floored. I got this over me so we can read it together. CBS was the most brazen when it came concealing bad news for Biden and its polling data, despite finding fifty-seven percent of America disapprove of the president's handling of illegal immigration. Crisis at the border with only forty three percent approval, the network coverage never tried, never cited those numbers. The only reference to the issue was a vague observation. The correspondent Kristen Rufi on Sunday CBS weekend news. Then there's what even president Biden now calls a crisis and the, the influx of migrants on the Southern border. Unbelievably, she doesn't believe viewer tell viewers about a network's own poll because you know, why, why would they? Why? Come on. We hide that shit. We hide it all because that's what we do. In addition, CBS News Broadcast ignored the fact that fifty-three percent of the poll respondents disagreed with Biden being described as unifying, with forty-seven percent agreeing. Another series of questions found that plurality of Americans feared things would get worse in the coming months of the Biden presidency. Forty-three percent thought America's respect in the world would get worse. A whopping fifty-three thought political division would become worse because he's not a unity guy. He's a douche fucking nozzle and i know i'm covering myself but i want you to be able to see it 41 percent of the respondents gloomily predicted race relations would get worse because all we do is talk about whitey whitey not youtube people not surprisingly 49 thought illegal immigration would get worse Forty eight percent of Americans disapproved of handling of fiscal matters, with forty-four percent approving when it came to major foreign policy challenge of China, forty-four percent. NBC pollsters asked participants what kind of start they thought Biden was off to so far. 55 characterizes fair or poor, while forty-four was thought it was great. And that's pretty easy to get when you have a poll that's so weighted. It just waited. 53% of Americans were concerned that Biden will do too much to increase the size of role of government. Relatedly, 40% seem as too liberal. 48% of respondents favor a smaller government. But at the same time in the poll, because Americans are very fickle, 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 fickle people, they didn't see it being bad to tax the rich more. So, you know, it's once again, these questions are keyed. I mean, when you did a Trump poll, it was to get the negative. When you do the Biden poll, it's to get the positive. When it was a Trump poll, it was weighted. When it's a Biden poll, it's super weighted. You're going to have 13% more people that are left leaning than right to get what they want. Then there's the MRC poll. Three times more voters see news media as easier on Joe Biden. I mean, did did, did you think it wouldn't? And then then we just get to the fucking racist, alright? I think we've exhausted this. Yeah, I'm gonna move on. Let me get over here. Sorry. Yeah. The three dicks. Kessler... The racist, who still has a job, even, you know, after questioning the slave roots of a black, you know, representative, he did his fact-checker tally of false statements President Biden made during his first 100 days in office. Independent analysis shows that if we pass the plan, the economy will create 19 million jobs. G- couple of them. After four years of presidency, swamped America with a gusher of false and misleading claims. The Joe binary has often returned a more typical pattern. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, one that features frequent spin and obfuscation or exaggeration with occasional canard. This is the same thing they said about Obama, you can keep your doctor. It He's on our team, he's a good guy. It's just politics, but when a conservative does it, he's a lying cocksucker. Let's just listen to Ducey and tell me, is anything coming out of this administration actually truth?
17: About those facilities, there was a report in the last couple days in the New York Post that every migrant child being brought to a shelter is being given a copy of her children's book, Superheroes Are Everywhere. Do you know why that is and if she is making any money off of that?
0: Of the president, of the vice, the vice
17: pres- president's book, yeah.
0: I'd have to check with our uh, health and human services team if uh, you're talking about if they go to shelters or if they go to yeah. in
17: the welcome kit apparently there's a copy of her 2019 children's book. Superheroes are everywhere. I'd
0: have to certainly check on that. Okay. Here it's a good book. And
17: then <laughs> and then I've got one more. Um, why was President Biden the only world leader at the climate summit Zoom who was wearing a mask?
0: Uh, because he is sending a message to the world that he is putting in place precautions uh, and continuing to do that as leader of the United States. And I don't know what setups they all had in their countries That may warrant some more reporting or not. Uh, But obviously, he had a pool there for portions. There were additional staff there, additional personnel. And uh, that's uh, the sort of model that we uh, try to keep ourselves to here.
17: I know the CDC's website and their guidance is that you can gather indoors with fully vaccinated people without wearing a mask or staying six feet apart. That's actually for
0: in your private home. Uh, So it's not workplace guidance. And we still wear masks around here, just like you are all wearing masks. And we wear masks in our offices and continue to abide by that until that guidance changes
7: i've heard from a
17: number of governors who are frustrated that they haven't heard directly from president biden on these weekly uh, coordinating covid calls um why hasn't he joined those weekly calls and uh, how
0: many governors so what how many governors have you heard
17: from i've heard from a number but has how many like times how many one two well i'm actually curious to see how many times he's joined those calls and if there's a, there's a reason why it
0: was never his in, but i'm i'm curious to answer to your question too uh, uh, it's, it's in
17: our story uh, we i
0: think there were two in your story
17: there were two in my story and there were others who didn't go on the record but we reflected that in the story okay
0: so two governors and some anonymous governors i will say that the intention was never for the weekly call, the COVID call that is led by our COVID coordinator to be a
13: part uh, to, for the president to be leading that. As the nation waited to hear from the Chauvin jury, I spoke exclusively with Vice President Kamala Harris about her history making role, the weight of the responsibility that brings and how and when President Biden seeks her advice. Nine minutes and 29 seconds, right? We all... Watch that video. That's why Congress needs to act. And that's why they should pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. This is really a moment in America. Yeah. Uh, racial tensions, as you just mentioned, they are really palpable. Your experience, your life experience, is different from every one of your predecessors. Mm-hmm. How is that bringing itself to bear right here in the White House? <laughs> Let me ask about immigration. Of course. President Biden tasked you with leading diplomatic efforts to work with Mexico and the Northern Triangle yeah. countries yeah. Uh, to address the root causes of migration. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you define success in yeah. this role? It's a great question. And the kind of work that has to happen is the diplomatic work that we've been engaged in, in term, including my calls to the president of Mexico, the president of Guatemala. Um, and, and we have a plan to actually have a, another meeting. Um, coming up soon. Are you going to go there? In that regard, it is, yes, we're, we're working on the plan to get there. We have to deal with COVID issues, but...
10: I paired it nicely with that beautiful piece from CNN where at no time is the person that's in charge of the border at the border, visit the border, around the border, even know where the border is. She flies over it, but she doesn't go to it. And once again... This isn't being petty. You made these rules. Everything Trump did was super scrutinized. Every word he said. You said he killed 500,000 Americans. You said it. And now the guy who got elected on that bullshit doesn't even show up for the meeting. So back to the racist. Among the most notable falsehoods of President Biden's first 100 days is a claim which made three times the Georgia controversial republican back election law shortened voting hours. The claim was one of two uttered by Biden to earn a fact-checker um, for Pinocchio's. Using your standards again, Donald Trump said the world has shithole countries. This man goes on TV every day and says America is a shithole country and fuck. Jim Crow was making a comeback, and you don't fact-check that. Mm. More typical for Biden when he uttered a false statement with some subtle truth stretching. He spun that a Congress passes infrastructure plan, though though April 26, Biden made 67 false and misleading statements according to the Washington Post fact-checker analysts of every speech. So this is the first hundred days. Twenty-one remarks, seventeen interviews, new conference, sixteen, prepared speech, nine, others three, claims and tweets one. Sixty-seven claims. Five hundred and eleven claims, 120. So Marks, interviews, claims, tweets were Trump. That's what they're saying. But in nowhere do they say this man who was a liar. Did 511 claims because every day he talked to the press. Every day he was out there speaking, interacting, giving FaceTime, at least a pool spray, which is the gayest name I've ever heard, but that's the one they come up with. This guy's hid in the basement. So his whole premises... Was the following in compiling a database of Biden's claim? The first 100, the fact checkers used the same methodology as Trump database that counted more than 30,000 claims. So he doesn't lie because Trump was a bigger liar. Okay, that 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 sounds good. We, we can go with that. Fantastic. I, I I guess I guess that's what we do now. We we don't. We don't have to be honest and truth. You know, the guy that literally came in and said facts and science are back doesn't follow facts and science because he's a Democrat. Okay, sounds good to me, you fucking corksuckers. And let's remember that we had a president for four years that was attacked mercilessly for everything, 24-7 media coverage that he was the fucking antichrist, and now all we have on TV is this shit.
4: And and David, just final to you, you know, we we saw also in recent days, um, Fox News hosts trying to double down on the big lie, but also change its definition uh, Laura Ingram, in particular, uh, saying that the big lies that the existence of systemic racism itself, uh, David, I want to get your take on it. And then Errol, will give you the final word. You know, I don't
11: think it's ever been more important. And I've been doing this for a long time for media critics like me to call out Fox repeatedly for this. I have been writing columns saying, look, this was founded as a political tool by Roger Ailes. Fox was founded. But it behaved in a quasi-fashion, did some news. Since Donald Trump, it has completely become a tool of propaganda. We shouldn't even treat it like the press anymore. They have news in their title, which is uh, to mock the name of news. We have to call them out when they do this because we see how incredibly destructive this is to democracy.
10: So the only network that will report things that are bad for the administration like Biden and men to increase number of migrants released in the US by 800% report says they're bad for democracy while CNN and MSNBC just everyday bury everything they don't fucking report shit we, we had every fucking conservative that said anything was news now you have this out of joy Reid.
15: what's what's really appalling is, um, is lindsey graham who says that there is no systemic racism in this country i mean somebody needs to give lindsey a a uh, a globe because to tell him which country he's living in i mean and is it possible for somebody to get dumber as they get older i don't remember him being this bad when he was a younger guy what the heck happened to this guy i mean First of all, systemic racism is not about tokenism. It is not about the vice president being black or the president being black. It's about what goes on in the lives of everyday people.
10: I'm sorry, that was Joy Behar, who basically just said that Obama's a token. That'd be a whole news cycle under Trump. We, we don't even cover it now. Governors complained Biden VP skipped COVID calls. Uh, this report says Biden has participated in zero weekly COVID meetings. Those meetings are now led by Andrew Cuomo. While the schools, Randy Weigarten needs folks across the aisle to help with vaccination. Randy Weigarten, the politicization of virus continues to encourage people to deny science and logic, put lives at risk. This is where we need folks across the aisle to help out. Another Saturday, another Randy Weigard tweet being brutally ratioed because why? We moved on. Pasaki had to circle back about the book. That that's okay. Jen Pisaki explains the fully vaccinated Joe Bineware mass sent a message as they laughed at him. Down in California, great morning at the ribbon-cutting of Florida's largest food hall, the Delray Beach Market. Market Beach has dozens of vendors and over 1,500 square feet to explore and enjoy. Ron DeSantis eating pizza is extremely disturbing. That's a Democrat. That's that's what they went with. Border Democrat, by name and use of the honor system means more than 15,000 illegal aliens have no court dates. That's not a problem. 20 state AGs denounce Democrats' HR as unconstitutional. Justice Department launches probe into Louisville police departments. So now we're going to ham all those up. Quiet articles. Why some Democrats are quietly unhappy with the House big voting rights bill because it goes too far, they say. Yeah. I mean, but why? Why would we report that? Why would we care? Why? I mean, literally, this is an article from Politico. New, President Joe Biden is about to meet his 100-day pledge of having 50% schools open for five days of in-person learning. The problem, most of the kids back in the classroom are white. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know where the this stuff just... I don't even know where to go with this sometimes. You got the fucking, sp- the, 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 the Senate lead guy, Chuck Schumer, excited to be watching Oscars with an ice cold plant-based beer. Thanks, Joe Biden. What the fucking fuck? Politico orders staff to avoid the term border crisis. And then we have CNN. We're excited to welcome Natasha Bertrand, who joins CNN as a reporter today. She'll cover the White House. Oh, perfect. Do you want more people to trust the news this way? It's not the way to do it. It's like they're trying to be the worst news organization in the country. Arguably, no single reporter has contributed more to the deranged and paranoid national security fantasies of the center-left than Natasha Bertrand. She's an embarrassment, and professional, and will therefore fit right into CNN. Her role in pushing the Steele dossier and how it advanced her career has been ably documented by Eric Wemple. She was one of the progenitors of the Russian disinfo lie about Hunter Biden laptop and wrote this article, which is typical of her mealy mouth and dishonest craft. That's your media. Let's get woke.
3: Turn it up.
2: sad that people can't express their views peacefully. The right is so intolerant of political differences, any differences.
15: I think there are some intolerances on both sides.
2: Oh, like there are good people on both sides?
15: What if I told you I belong to the NRA?
2: I think you were saying that to
15: make a point. About five years ago, my wife and I went to a very trendy restaurant in a very shady part of town, and on our way back to the car, we were mugged at gunpoint. The next day, I bought us both handguns. I'm a card-carrying member. I voted for Trump.
21: (laughs) Too soon.
7: I'm serious. I'd like to stand on Israel. But I've never told anyone because I'd be absolutely vilified. As you should be, especially. Pulling up, he's hypotensive, lactate's rising. Okay, creeps down.
19: Younger generations for whom writing someone off simply for their age is the last acceptable prejudice. Oh, yes. They hate every ism except ageism. It's completely forbidden to tell any joke about race, gender, religion, weight, but age? Have at it. You ever go down the greeting card aisle at CVS? Every card for anyone over 60 is the same joke. Happy birthday! I'm surprised your dick hasn't fallen off. (laughs) Now, the excuse for this prejudice has always been, well, we're a young country. I've been hearing that my whole life. America's a young country. Well, tonight, I'd just like to say this, America. You're not that young anymore. <laughs> Powdered wigs was a long time ago. It's time you grew up. It's time to stop doing stupid teenage immature things, and number one on that list is not getting the most fundamental trade-off in life... You're beautiful when you're young, wise when you're old. This is... This is the only country in the world dumb enough not to get this most basic, intuitive, obvious, file-it-under-duh concept. That if, as they say, you learn something new every day, it stands to reason someone who's logged 10,000 more days is going to be, in general, a little wiser. Life is a series of patterns. You don't see it at first, because it's not a pattern yet. But by the third time, yeah, okay, I get it now. Yes, societies need youthful energy and fresh eyes on problems, and it's true, it takes young people to start a revolution... But Biden is the right man for this moment precisely because he is old. Been there, done that. It's a virtue. He's getting things done.
5: Because you all made a mistake? Not really, no. So you want to get mad and hit the computer because you made a mistake? Because your company made a mistake? You want to take it out on me? I'm not taking it out on you. So why did you get mad and hit the computer? Why did you get mad and hit the computer? I have I'm have i sure you
3: on camera, right? Yeah, I am. I'm sure you on camera. So, this is the type of p- people that have working here. I got to
10: go, man. I got to go. <laughs> you grew
8: with my life. You grew with
10: my whole life, man. <laughs> wow. You gotta be kidding me! And I played that Mar clip because it's true. These young kids are douche nozzles. So let's start our woke with. I have this great epic fucking. Where the hell is it? There it is. This is the head of Black Lives Matter. This is the national. We say her name, another black life stolen, but we refuse to define or remember Micaiah by our final moments. We uplift, celebrate, and honor this black child for what she loved doing her hair, makeup, TikTok, having fun, just being a teen. Rest in power, queen. Yeah, rest in power. Because had you not said, I'm going to stab you Bitch, you'd still be alive. She wasn't a sweet child. The problem with our industry of media across the world is we keep reinventing people who are horrible because it benefits our political. party, and demonizing people who did nothing wrong. Best example is Ronald Reagan. What the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? All I heard over and over was, but he killed all gay people. The second one was Tariq Nassim. Now remember, this guy was at a protest. Hello, Toyota SoCal. Is Roy Ball still on your employee? We covered it. And he saved a black girl's life. She thanked him, but he went after him anyway. So now, Tariq seed because remember, there's systemic racism. Black people can't get ID cards because our country's so fucking racist. Well... He's trying to destroy somebody else. A white Holiday Inn express worker has a nervous breakdown. He got scolded by a black customer because of a mistake in a reservation system. Bullying someone with a mental health issue is as low as it gets protesting false narratives is lower than that as reply you just discovered punching down congratulations sometimes people are facing battles we'll never know about or understand clearly this man is going through it posting this was not necessary especially when it seems to be established that the man just made a mistake i don't understand the point of posting this this is a black person if there was a mistake in the system the man was frustrated and hit a computer it makes no sense to post this other than for weak clout the man was obviously having a rough time But when you're a bully and you have all the power while telling everybody that that you don't have power, this is what you do. This is what the left does. They're just fucking bullies. That's why Marr did a segment on it. All these kids are bullies. Mommy and daddy told them they're perfect and life was going to be perfect and everything's perfect and you're so smart and you're so special. And then life hit them in the balls and said, yeah, no, no, you're just average. And you didn't get everything you want. You're still in your basement. So you can rule on the internet and be an asshole. And then you carry it over into the real world. And every once in a while, pop. That's what they all need. Ohio Bar bans NBA games until LeBron James expelled from league after targeting cop. He fires back. Aw, damn. I was headed there to watch your game tonight and have a drink. Welp. Go fuck yourself. Waters attacks Judge way off track. Not credible to tie me to appeal. GOP is distracting from QAnon. I want you to think in this woke section, I want to actually change it to here's where black people have more power than everybody else. They overrepresent in voting, they overrepresent and take elections when they only are a small portion of the country. Because they own cities. They get representatives that would never pass anywhere else. I mean, you think AOC, Tlaib, and Omar would be elected anywhere in the country other than overly immigrant, especially for Omar, a bunch of Islamists show the fuck up and get a vote? But think if we actually reported like we did for Trump for every president. Every administration was scrutinized. What would your polling numbers be? Trump is probably the only honest polling we've ever had on a president. Back when Bush was around, it was close, but they weren't so blatantly partisan. Now we have a totally partisan media that's just the fucking state media now. They are the state media as they talk about Fox's state media, but they are. They are just Papamyang Yang. Talking about the deer leader every day, and we don't ro- we don't report any negative. You saw the polls. They buried the lead, which is he's not doing good. They don't even say that it's a 13-point lead weighted fucking liberal poll. They don't even say those things. They just say this is what America thinks. But if we actually reported on what Maxine Waters says and does, like say DeSantis. Where would Maxine Waters be? Would she be as powerful? I say probably not. Not woke enough. LGBTQ community refuses to endorse Jenner. Did you expect that? It's it's like police brutality. Nobody cares when a white guy gets fucking shot butt naked on meth with no weapons in his hand in Florida as the same time Ferguson's is going down. We don't care. We don't even cover it. Men don't belong in my sport, all American wrestler Olivia Rondo takes Bindad Men apart for attacking girls, and we're gonna cover.
21: The Biden administration is putting young female athletes at risk. The fight to keep biological males out of women's sports is becoming more and more urgent each day as the new administration launched an executive order to allow for transgender high schoolers into spaces such as locker rooms, bathrooms, and team sports. I'm Olivia Rondo, I'm a collegiate wrestler, and I have three national titles, three state titles, and I'm a six-time All-American. As someone who has wrestled both men and women, I can attest to the biological advantage that males have over women. had previously supported an ongoing lawsuit in Connecticut supporting biologically female high school track athletes who were being forced to compete against male to female transgender athletes. These two athletes had amassed 15 state titles between them in the last few years. Now the Biden administration is withdrawing all government support for this lawsuit in addition to the executive order, which states that it aims to combat and prevent discrimination on the base of sexual orientation or gender identity, but this vague wording allows for students to compete how they identify, not as what they biologically are. When
1: we are all at the start line, we all know that these two athletes are going to win. And it should be that the Girls are fighting for first and second place versus fighting for third and fourth place. Because in a given race, us girls, we will switch on and off with winning. It's not always the same girl each time, but when these two athletes participated, it is always one of them who is winning the race.
21: Kentucky Senator Rand Paul couldn't even get a clear answer out of Biden's new secretary of education on whether or not boys would be competing with girls.
6: What do you think in general about boys running in girls' track meets like they've been doing in Connecticut? I think that it's critically important that education systems and educators respect the rights of all students, including students who
5: are transgender.
21: But it's also our right to feel safe competing against other biological females. It's unfair for these young girls to have worked so hard to win these titles and college scholarships only to be overshadowed by biological males. Biden's new executive order ensures that transgender students will not be denied access to bathrooms and locker rooms. But this also allows males to access female spaces. Imagine if this was your young daughter in a locker room with a biological male transitioning into a female going through puberty. There is no one-size-fits-all answer to this issue, but the answer cannot be letting males invade young girls' spaces. This is not only a government problem, but an institutional one. The ACLU now plans to sue states that ban male to female transgender students from competing in girls' sports. Also, the NCAA has announced their support for transgender athletes, stating that they will no longer hold tournaments in states that are not free from discrimination. However, this means that states that decide to ban male to female transgender athletes from competing against biological girls might not be eligible for future NCAA tournaments. These institutions want to make you feel like you are being transphobic for supporting girls in girls sports and boys and boys sports, but you are actually in the silent majority. Imagine you as a parent are uncomfortable with your young daughter competing with biological males and you realize you have broader support from other parents. You can sign petitions, call your governor, but the institutions are so powerful that that is still not enough. But why does this all matter? Because this is becoming a real safety and equality issue for biological female athletes. Even while transitioning, estrogen will not affect things like heights, lung capacity, arm span, bone structure, and a myriad of other things that go into making an athlete. There have even been instances of biologically female athletes being severely injured by transgender athletes. For example, transgender MMA fighter Fallon Fox fractured their opponent's skull during a fight.
6: What was going on here was this woman, who used to be a man for 32 years, transitioned to being a woman and it didn't tell anybody mm. and yeah. fought two different women yeah. who thought they were fighting a woman mm-hmm. and got f- and smashed badly injured yeah well, i was watching it it was like watching a man fight a woman mm-hmm. that's what i was watching
21: as a female athlete i want to feel safe in my locker rooms and my teams most americans agree at the obvious advantage that transgender athletes have over female athletes but it is time for the silent majority to stop being so silent
10: Now, I remember back when the Republicans weren't a big tent. You had to be... Christian, you had to be pro-gun, blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of disintegrated now. There's still some isms inside the Republican Party, but compared to the left, there's none. And this next article pretty much sums up. This is from Politico. They put it out there. And, and if it was the opposite of the Daily Wire put it out, it would be uh, inciting violence on a gay person, but whatever. LGBTQ Prague damn rep Mondaire Jones thinks it's just extraordinary that LGBTQ Senator Kristen Sinema doesn't vote the way her sexuality says it should I didn't know a sexuality had a voting record but I, I guess we have one here Reverend Mondaire Jones reserving the right to get involved in Senate primaries this idea that a Senate, senior senator from Arizona who's openly LGBTQ would be blocking Equality Act the $50 million wa- fifty million minimum wage is just extraordinary Reverend Mondaire Jones New York who is one of the first openly gay black members of Congress is quick with a laugh, but he also ready to put up a fight for progressive policies. New York Progressive has a bone to pick with some moderate Dem Senate senators. I think we need more progressives in this Congress. Joan told me the greatest lesson he learned while working at the Justice Department during the Obama administration is how not to waste time trying to appease Republicans who are not engaged in f- good faith policy. He was still there until he got elected. I said that's what's every institution. Obama brainwashed everybody. The real senator can't seem to stand. Senator Sinema. Cinema, the bone to pick with a more progressive candidate, the bone that I have to pick with other states that could easily be electing progressive candidates to be Senate. The idea that a senior senator from Arizona is openly LGBTQ would be blocking the Equality Act or fifteen million minimum dollar wage and beginning her career in politics as a Green Party candidate is just extraordinary. Some electoral context on Arizona Simon elected in twenty eighteen won her seat two point four percentage point. Freshman Senator Mark Kelly won an Arizona in 2020 by 2.4 points that Biden won the state by just three-tenths of a point. Then people get involved. Here's a gay guy. What does their sexual orientation have to do with their voting down a minimum wage? What does being bisexual have to do with the minimum wage? Over and over and over. And this is what I don't understand about African Americans It's still Pony up to be put back on the fucking plantation, using their words. With the the Democratic Party, you're just a tool. They don't give a fuck about you. Once they get their thirty million illegals, you're gone, man. It's going to be Espanola. The Democrat Party will be running Latino-only candidates who speak Spanish only. Don't even speak English. It'll be and you're not racist. You're a fucking xenophobe because you don't like. Latina candidates. Elon Musk. I put this here because he's woke. But this is the most true statement ever. I love this guy because he doesn't give a fuck. He's on a mission. He is diversified. He makes cars, spaceships. This dude's a fucking man. Bunch of people will probably die during a Mars mission. No fucking shit. But our government never said stuff like that. You know, They're just not going to say it. Here we go again, send it to grill Facebook, Google, Twitter, execs on amplification, which will accomplish fucking nothing. Epicurious! Today we announced that Epicurious is cutting out beef and won't appear in new Epi Recipes, articles, newsletter on social. This isn't a vendetta against cows or people eat them. It's a shift about sustainability. Not anti-beef, but Pro Planet. Hey Jake! Jakey! Maybe you need to get more woke like Chuck Todd and just not have any opposing views on your show and get on in with the GND. Because the GND says, you can't have a hamburger. Cow farts. Mmm. Yeah. Good fucking shit. The planet on the plate. Why a left beef behind? An effort to encourage more sustainable cooking won't be published publishing new beef, and it goes on a whole thing. And it tries to say, "Hey, this isn't political," but your whole article your comes money. out political. Sure I but now what happens, the I'm fuck? Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I don't want. I don't care about F and M Bank. You won't even let me stop it. You have a choice when right, it comes All right, let me reflip re- it. Maybe it'll shut off. I never clicked that. There we go. All right. <clears throat> my god, what are we doing? Leonis Johnson thread of Black's Lives Last ignored by media BLM just heartbreaking. And I'm going to end my show for a while our woke section with this. And I'm just going to show the cases he's found the media will continue to talk about cops white people christian gun owners this list went from 12 to 17 since my last podcast why is this not news i talk about all the time i understand the vets you just don't like vets So we don't talk about the 17 and a half committing suicide every fucking day. We haven't talked about deaths in combat since Bush was president. Look at these children. This isn't gun violence. This is crime. This is gang. This is drive-by shooting. And this is just this year. No coverage. Nobody cares. Nobody talks about it. That's a fucking baby. When I read this story a couple weeks ago, I was just shocked. But I watched Live PD where people were avoiding the police at high speeds, ran up a pole with the baby, and used their baby as a human shield so they wouldn't get arrested. That was live. 20 African Americans in the community videotaping. It took a black producer that was there to stop being a producer and she went and grabbed the baby who he threw on the fucking ground. We covered it on the show. I was so angry I couldn't even sleep that night. And it was this child's age. But since the last one, there's another. There's another. There's another. And another. We don't cover that though. Doesn't fit the narrative. Doesn't improve democratic chances of winning. Once again, the slogan is Black Lives Matter. They clearly don't. It's about police violence. Oh, it's a white person. Fuck it. And there's only one African-American that has the balls to go on TV and talk about this just Wiley.
3: Let's start here. I want to actually pray that his profoundness matches the power of his platform. I say it again, his profoundness will one day match the power of his platform. You basically said that like, dog, you can't do this. You can't be that irresponsible if you're LeBron James, because you have that much power. And we all know when you get that type of power, the responsibility comes with it. Um, The accountability that was deleted in that tweet is ironic. Like, to put up hashtag accountability, which is something that we all need right now in this moment. Accountability on all sides with all people. Whether you're talking about the police officers, whether you're talking about the individuals in this situation, or even the victim in this situation, every situation With accountability not just rooting interests, and that's what's interesting about this LeBron James in terms of what he does for his day job being a basketball player second best at worst ever maybe the goat it's amazing there's one glaring critique on his resume that he defers in critical times damn I wish that was true in this moment when it's a real issue not just basketball wins and losses and points scored when it's real-life issues, where's the deferring? In that moment, LeBron, until all the facts come out, till you watch the video, till you come out and see what's right from wrong in this situation, he should have passed in this moment. You know, people always say, and I'm not agreeing with that, shut up and dribble. Nah, just shh and pass. Wait for it to come, and then you'll be able to see things clearer. But this is what happens when you want to be first, not right. And he has that platform, he has that power, he has those followers, and he knows that those people are listening for every single word that he's going to profess. So it's crazy, you said, check your emotions if you're not emotional. I'm gonna check them. Because emotions can't trump logic. And that's what's happening. Your agenda can't go before your acumen. You can't pander before your principles. And right now, even if you get all the likes and all the retweets, you know what I say about social media. Man, I am tired of people always going out there for likes and followers. Where's the love and the leaders? And LeBron James, in so many respects, God, you're well-intended. In so many respects, God, you do the greatest in what you touch and in endeavors, opening in schools, etc. cetera. We know his charitable contributions, how big his heart is. But you can't forget up over here. Because the, the, the statement goes like this. I don't care how smart you are if you don't stop and think. LeBron James... He failed in that moment. Don't give a damn how smart you are if you don't stop Mm -hmm. and think this is a moment that he regrets. And I think that his ego, I think that LeBron James was selfless enough to say, oh, this is hurting more than this helping. Remember, there are three sides to every story. Your side, their side, and the truth that meets somewhere in the middle. And I I get the pull. I get why LeBron James wants to be first and right, of course, but first. But in this moment, come on. Who in the hell is looking at this situation any different the cop has an impossible choice
10: he's one of the only ones that won't buy into the BLM bullshit he's one of the only ones that thinks for himself cause he's a fucking man not a sheep and I don't show those kids for political points it's a fucking travesty my impotence to even cover it comes from when I went to the L.A. riots, and I didn't know America was like that. Not the cops. I didn't see the cops doing anything. I saw gangs running the street. I saw old grandmas scared to go get fucking groceries. It was like a third world country in Watts. Not brought on by police or hard times. Fuck, there's goddamn poor-ass motherfuckers all around me. There's parts of Kentucky and West Virginia that looks like the Appalachia. And people are dying from drugs and meth wars and things like that. But it ain't like this. Ain't doing drive-bys. And then lastly... I wanted to cover this. Breaking the Idaho State House has passed a bill banning critical race theory indoctrination in the state's public schools. Legislation would prohibit schools from promoting race essentialism, collective guilt, and neo segregation. If they would only promote calculus, foreign language, and literature. Seriously, the in the bill. No public institution of higher education, school district, or public school, including a public charter school, shall direct or otherwise compel students to personally affirm, adopt, or adhere to any of the following tenets, that any sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin is inherently superior or inferior that individuals should be adversely treated on the basis of their sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin, or that individuals by virtue of sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin are inherently responsible for the actions committed in the past by other members of the same sex, race, ethnicity, religion, color, or national origin. I'm compiling a list of people of states to move to. Somebody needs to get to work fast in VA, canceling high-level math up through 11th grade, toddlers picking picking Pantone colors to learn about race early to set a foundation for what they'll learn afterwards. What the fuck? Me and the wife talked about it. Sorry. I had the dragon. You know... The Obama administration, without a mandate, did not legislate, you will let boys take a dump in female bathrooms. They pen-stroked it. They pen-stroked it. They pen-stroked and it got repealed, you will give abortion pills. They didn't legislate. There's no state pushing laws. You will do a land acknowledgement and admit your racial sin, 12 year old. It's not happening. But there are a shitload of states doing anti-transgender in high school and below. There's a shitload of states doing these bills banning critical race theory. And they're passing with some dim support in areas. What does that say? If this is what we're supposed to be doing and this is what America is, and this is so critical for our healing, why don't you legislate it, Democrats? Instead you fear monger and say Jim Crow. Colleges can train whatever the fuck they want, but our public education institutions are for everybody. In their zeal to crush white tea, Yankee tango, they're hurting Asians, they're hurting Latino, they're hurting any smart kid who will now graduate from school when he didn't get to do AP stuff to help him get into Harvard. And then you're turning out higher institutions just to show up if you're black, you don't have to do your homework, you don't have to do anything, we're just going to give you a fucking degree because slavery and shit. It's very telling, and nobody says it, but the left never legislates anything. They just penstroke stroke because, A, they know it's not popular with the American people, B, they know it's unconstitutional, C, it goes against all the tenets of everything, from Martin Luther King to every civil right thing we ever done. They've reversed the script and now said it is legal to be prejudiced, persecute and demean white students just for the sin of being white let's do some letter lighter fare and end this pig
8: all right good morning guys as you remember me from last year. Yeah, a few familiar faces. What's happening, son? Uh, from IG, okay. Uh, I brought Mr. Uh, McSnitchy along with me. Man, we a mask at my spot, so he'll be here next year. But he just right small as hell. I can um, see his fucking belly button. I still got you guys' uh, 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 forms. You guys spread out last time, but I want to start this off by saying, that anything improve? Shit, I tell you what ain't improved, that cricket ass hairline you bought at the PX. Man, I'm snitching on y'all. I'm snitching on y'all. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, 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 hey. we're gonna slow it down. We're gonna start by, you know... S- S- Sergeant Hutchinson, how about you? Could I... Re- I remember you. Yeah, I remember you, too. You was at a strip club last night using your government travel card, man. But, hey, listen, man, you don't need to hit no that. But the leadership fucking each other, Whoa, man. 100. How are we supposed to have faith when the first sergeant got the commander pregnant? All right, sergeant. Hey, all right. No, but dare I that. Appreciate your input, man. But uh, well, we're going to ensure that we work on that. We're going to send out the uh, the notes to hire. Uh,
21: sergeant um Vila? Sergeant Villa? Yeah, Sergeant Villa. I want to know why we ain't here talking to you. when you at the insurrection the other day, like, beating the shit out of that one cop with the American flag? And then your boy right there in his little butt sarge shirt and that jacked up hairline. Then you call uh-huh. me a bitch because I ain't want I'm your sorry, phone number? Sorry, then you either. No, don't try to uh, shut me so up you know. now. Yeah, this is yeah. what y'all wanted, right?
8: Well, we'll definitely uh, I, I bring that up to, um... The weekend call. He wants his mustache back. Uh, how about you, Sar- Sergeant, um... Uh, Sweeler. Can we speed this shit up? Uh, Sweeler. Anything, anything change, any improvements, anything that... Hell no, nah, man. These motherfuckers can't keep their mouth shut. I was burning last week and shit, man. And, and they went to go tell uh, 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 my wife and shit, man. You can't believe... You believe this it shit? Was, I'm like, bro, let me get rid of the disease first. Hey, sorry. Hey, I got you. So any, anything... Anything get better? Anything. The Wi-Fi in the barracks work better. Now Pornhub work fast in Amazon Prime. How about you, sir? Anything? Anything changed? Hell yeah, the amount of money they taking out my damn paycheck change for this nasty ass defect food. Man, last night they served up some damn sauce meat casserole and some damn Vienna sausage pudding. What the heck is that? So what do you want to he ain't love What do you want on our end? Okay, what do you want from us? Okay, because we have the power to make sure that A lot of things that you guys want to happen, we can possibly make it happen, but it gotta be (laughs) real. Let me finish. It has to be realistic. How about y'all increase the amount of Plan B's we can get at the TMC? You know what? Boy need the iron for that wrinkled ass
9: neck. This is beyond me. I'm I'm through with this,
8: you know. Miss McSnitchy. Man, I'm trying to get a lunch, man. You know the Jack?
10: McSnitchy!
21: I wanna know why I'm getting punished. You know, this height and weight. Like, I
10: got a fat ass. Everybody knows it. it shit's hilarious. Sensing sessions were such a waste of time back in the Army. Now, of course, they don't have them. They don't want to sense what you think because the moment you say, well, what about Antifa burning shit down? Oh, you're extremists. You're getting Article 15. So this wraps up a very weird edition of Flower Politics Podcast. It's kind of a lame show. I apologize. Not a lot going on, but I had to jam it in because wife was under the weather because of allergies, so we're going to try to fish tomorrow. But I promise I will make it up on Friday, which is the 30th. Um, I will do a podcast in the morning. so I won't be able to do one on my usual Sunday. So we'll do it Friday the 30th. Please share this with family and friends. Leave comments. See the last two shows in video and audio at FOPpodcast.com. But you can go deep into the 540 episode podcast podcast there because there's a link to SoundCloud and there's a link to Rumble. I updated the site with the latest video and audio and the previous video and audio so you have two episodes. Kind of My wife suggested it so I did it. Make sure you disconnect from all your devices. Don't give the yeah yes. Tune in Friday and I promise it'll be a better show. I was a little low energy today but I wanted to get one out. Y'all take care. Thanks for listening.